a proud heritage. What are we doing? We were exiting the highway about an hour past Chattanooga, or Chattavegas, as my friends call it. We need gas, Hemingway. Okay, I'll pump. What's wrong with this station, I asked, pointing to the gas station we just passed. No can do. That place is a wreck. I've got to drop a brown trout into the live well. He pointed to my wallet. Is that for me? I laughed and handed him a $100 bill as he was getting out of the car. Go nuts. Just as I had suspected, Chewy's super coordination made him an incredible driver. He was a great driver and a great companion. Even though my head had been in a laptop the entire trip, I loved having him with me. He'd turned into such a funny kid. The first time I met him, he was just a kid. Your average Mexican orphan with magnificent blonde highlights. We had a big sit-down dinner with the entire family, and my mom, being the culturally sensitive woman she is, made tacos. Between the obvious cliché of tacos, the flatulence they produced, and the revelation that Chewy's name was Jesus, his welcome into the family was a warm, funny one with many a tear shed. Although the tear shed part might make it seem warmer than it actually was. Most of the tears shed owed their providence to Gramps' farts, which were like baseball bats to the face. I paid cash for the gas and got myself some candy inside the station. It might have been all the energy drinks I'd consumed, but I was feeling great. In the short time we'd been driving, I'd actually written a decent amount of stuff. I couldn't help thinking about Sarah reading it, recognizing little Sammy and laughing. It made me happy. Happy and embarrassed because I knew it was absolutely and completely one-sided. I was probably a blip on our boyfriend screen and a bad blip at that. What was I thinking? Was I making a mistake? Fuck it. It's the end of the world. I knew it was creepy, but I couldn't help myself. There was some creepy inner drive within me pushing me further. I knew what I was doing with the rest of my life. I wanted to see Sarah Campbell one last time even if it was from behind a parked car or from a distance with the aid of binoculars. "'Are you still good to drive, Chewy?' I asked him, handing him a monster. "'Are you hungry?' I handed him a bag of hot fries. He took both. "'I feel fucking great. I just took a shit that came out of the water.' I laughed so hard I choked on the sweet tart I'd just popped in my mouth. "'You know, Chewy, all the shit jokes, I think they're hilarious, but not everybody thinks they're funny like I do.' You have to know your audience. You don't talk about taking a shit so big it breaks the surface of the water to girls, do you? Because if you do, you're going to have to wait for someone pretty special to break the curse. No can do, motherfucker, he said earnestly. It's my heritage. I'm a duke. I'll be more than happy to wait for a girl I can joke with about turds. I don't want to date a girl you can't fart around like Margot. I want a girl who thinks it's funny I saw a monkey at the zoo throw shit at a wall, spread it around, and pick the corn out of it. I mean, I want her to think it's gross, but I want her to say to me, God damn, Chewy, that's fucking funny. You could make an argument that everything shit-related wasn't his heritage since Chewy was adopted, but if you did it in front of my family, you'd get punched in the face. Why am I even giving Chewy long-term advice right now? Like Dusty said, we don't have to work on bettering ourselves anymore. Chewy, you're right. It's your heritage. I won't say another, look at that, he said, 
and pointed to a couple that is jogging past us on the sidewalk. You know that dude hasn't jogged for two or three years. That's just his pussy way of trying to get her back in shape instead of saying, Baby, your ass is getting huge. Would you say that to your girlfriend, I said, pissed? Even if it's the end of the world, there's never a reason for a duke to talk to a woman disrespectfully, unless it's Miss Livingston. Nah, I was just making a joke, Holmes. Lighten up. I would never say that to a girl. I would just break up with her. Besides, I'd never date a girl with a jiggly butt like that. You don't have to worry about Chewy. Chewy can handle his shit. I worry about you when you talk about yourself in the third person. Margot had a great ass. She might have been a bitch, but she walked around naked all the time, didn't she? She was slamming, bro. Ha, fuck Margot. I instantly regretted the wording because the minute I said it, I saw Chewie's eyes lost in thought, and I knew mentally in that hyperactive teenage imagination of his, he was fucking Margot. I didn't know what else to say other than to express my concern. Where are you going? Because he was turning left across two lanes of traffic into the disgusting gas station we had passed up 15 minutes earlier. The car horns faded behind us as we flew over the bumpy entrance and through the lot, skidding perfectly into an empty spot. He put the car in park, looked at me, and said, I have to piss again, bro. Sorry, Chewie has tiny tanks. I looked at the clock and waited, knowing this probably wouldn't take long. I was letting all this crazy behavior go because it was the end of the world, and Chewie was taking every inch he could. He was a duke, after all. I wondered if I should reel it in a bit with Chewie. Fuck it. We're going to die soon anyway. Sure enough, after two or three minutes, I heard a muffled scream, and Chewie popped out 30 seconds later. Jesus. Jesus.